0: Alright everybody, well, once again, welcome to another Professional Goblins podcast. I'm back, one of your hosts, Scott Gladstein, and with me as always is... Uh, Mike Myler, audio's good. Audio is good, cool. And who is this wonderful person with us today also? Who is our co-host?
1: <laughs> uh, Savannah Broadway with our new co-co-host, Rebby the Conyer.
0: Ah, oh, she's adorable. And today we have uh, the distinguished pleasure of inviting Jess over here. You guys, why don't you tell them who you are, why people should care about you, and why they love you as much as we do? Uh,
2: beyond the uh, beard, beyond the beard, beyond the beard. Oh, beyond
0: please. the beard. That's
1: pretty self-evident. Let's be fair. It's
2: really all I brought to the table. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, it uh, happens. But uh, I'm a writer. I do. I have a Patreon page where I'm working on a couple of like uh, gradual novels that are going through. I am a DM. You can find me over at Pungins and Dragons because I don't understand why no one had taken that channel before I did. <laughs> um, we go live currently twice a week, sometimes three times, uh, and beyond that, I'm working on getting my first couple of published TTRPG gigs, so... Cool. Hooray. Let's say we, we, we've all been there a little bit. Oh, for sure. you got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm pulling up a... Uh, the outline. So, for those of you who are unfortunate enough to have joined us for the first time... Um, actually, we're not so bad, I promise.
1: <laughs> but, Please, Scott, don't tell us so high. I know, I
0: know, right? Um, we have a bit of a segmented show. We go ahead and look through... Uh, we talk about some topics. We, sh- we start with some game stories. Everyone talks in each section. And then eventually we kind of wrap up with a section of our guest's choice for the last, you know, a few minutes just to kind of go. Um, so, yeah, I think our first segment tonight, because no one ever sends us reviews anymore, I guess we're just that bad.
3: Um, it was your inconsistent characters, I think, that really sunk it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> Yeah, our first segment is uh, game stories. It's either a story that you uh, are playing in, uh, from a game you're playing in, or a story that you learned something from in the past. Does uh, anyone want to want to take us away here? I got one. Okay, go for it. I'm going to crack open my not beer. Fair.
1: Uh, so I'm currently in a cypher game that meets basically weekly. Uh, and I know I've mentioned, uh, Sempronius Dia mostly cursed, uh, Warlock of Mephistopheles before. And I ported him into this cypher game because it's kind of a plainscape. you know, this is the city where all these portals dump out randomly, uh, sort of setting. But from, I have to commend the DM because from session one, Sempronius took a disliking to this NPC and decided he was going to murder him. Because that's the sort of person that Sempronius Dia is. Uh, and I have no idea how many games in we are, uh, but this last Friday he got to do it, and he was so excited.
0: <laughs> That's pretty rare, actually.
1: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I've I've not really had like a a character motivation arc actually like come to fruition quite like that. Like I've had a couple, but it was it was good. Like he didn't land the killing blow, but he got to see him die. And, like, we didn't know what was killing him, so he might as well take credit for it. Of course. Uh, and the uh, oh. since Sempronius is not so secretly the villain of this group, uh, the GM handed out ciphers, which, for those of you who uh, have not played in the system, are basically, like, disposable magic items. And uh, the GM's like, oh, here, this item this may be perfect for you. And it's essentially a shot-collar taser thing. <laughs> So you know what? Uh, what better trip to bring this on? So we had essentially uh, been bamboozled by an artifact that made everyone, except like two members of the party, think that you now Graf, the guy we were trying to kill, because in addition to being Sempronius's uh, rival-ish person, he was you know actually a bad guy. Um, we had been bamboozled into thinking that he was the gardener because of this artifact he used uh and one of the the characters who knew the truth is like sympronius you have to believe me that's not the gardener that's grass and it's great because i don't know if just any character would have been like sure i'll take the chance that this is just an innocent gardener and, and slap a shot collar on them why not the did. it was very rewarding <laughs> so i i re-rolled twice could so spend the experience to reroll, reroll twice in pursuit of getting this damn thing on him, and then he got assassinated from long range by a magic spear. So that was great. It happens. Yeah, no, it, it was good, and like it was pretty satisfying for all of the characters. But you know, for some produce, <coughs> it it's a big moment.
0: So um I, I got two, and I'll let you guys choose. Um, I think I have Savannah's choice off the bat, but I may just be uh, typecasting here. Um, do you want to hear the story about the fashionista ninja, or the religion that uh, accidentally both saved and destroyed the universe that we created as propaganda?
2: That is a tough call.
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: Uh, the religion is my vote, but I will agree that it's it's a tough call.
0: All right, we'll go with the religion then.
2: So I have wait. I have a qualifying question. Yes, yes. Is it high fashion or just everyday fashion? Oh God, it is is haute couture, man. Oh, then my vote's not a ninja. All right, we'll go to the guest.
0: So um, I played a D20 Naruto game, and I made Jimon Hachiman, which literally means, like, the prideful dude from the Hachiman clan. And he is just 200% ego and about 0% skill. Um, He has since evolved into, like, a competent ninja, but off the bat, his great technique was to walk up and shock himself unconscious and then brag about how he invented a new technique and how great it was. <laughs> um, his clan's ability is that he can control cloth and basically make it, like, into armor. Because he's kind support, but he's also been able to learn how to be, like, very good at binding things. Uh, the G- We were all getting, like, summoning contracts, and they were like, what the I fuck mean, is I mean, it's
1: someone's kink, let's be honest. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and they had to figure out what Gmon would get. So, he went on a quest to the Sound Village, mistakenly believing that it was, a, it was an area of music, because he liked music. Because um, sound music, it makes sense. Um, and he heard about the legendary rock ninja. He said, oh, cool! A legendary rock ninja? You mean, like, a cool rock and roll ninja? If I win this Battle of the Bands, I'll, get, uh, I'll be able to train under him? It turns out he was from the Stone Village. And it was not a Battle of the Bands. It was a classical music uh, symposium. <laughs> that did have a performance component And uh, Gmon won it By rapping very badly But kind of Brag rapping and like slighting every uh, The guy who no one liked And um, he, he got a recording Contract he thought which turned out to be The um, the uh, Summoning contract with a right, Wait for it the only thing It could possibly be a giant Golden peacock um, and since then, he has learned how to, like, bind people with this thing. He had the bullshit cloth binding technique, which is like, oh, you're, you you touched this thing, now you're sealed forever, and you suck. Um, and so he just kind of bullshits a defensive ninja. Is like, oh, you want to come hit me? And, like, 90% of his shit, he just is completely defensive. Is he, I just roleplay him being an asshole to everybody. Um, and goad him okay. with his giant, giant, enormous ego. Um... And everyone I, I actually comes,
3: read the book or watched the movies for either of these things, but it sounds like Fifty Shades of Naruto.
0: Very much, <laughs> except except he's actually really sex positive. It's weird. He's like okay. super sex positive. He's always like, you "No, know, dude, you do you. I don't care what you, like you want," and he's been really supportive of that. Um, but the thing, what was it?
1: Well let's definitely not equate sex positivity with fifty
2: shades of gray. No, no. Um, and I, I have another clarifying question. Yes. Is he super sex positive and he says, you do you, I don't care, or is it you do you, I don't care? As in, like, <laughs> this, this, where's he, the emphasis line? Let's lie?
0: say he's uh, he's more like he's super like chill with people like that. If they're like, well, I like this guy and he's like, Alright, cool, I'm gonna throw you guys a wedding. But to add to this, <laughs> I have a full I have a folder on Pinterest that is just the most gaudy fucking outfits I could find. Good. And every mission, every session, I come up with, like, three of them, because he has, like, one technique that lets him switch his outfit, and he's just like, every time, I find worse and worse outfits, and they're like,
4: why?
0: Um, I will share it with you guys, but that has been Jiman Hachiman, uh, Fashionizza Ninja, and everyone else in the group is, like, edgelords, and they're, like, fucking done with him, but he's really (laughs) useful, so they're like, Fine! And he's, he has, like, you know, like, in the setting where, like, no one has common, like, is always, like, super into, like, whatever they're doing, like, metabots or whatever, but there's one character who has the power of common sense. Sure. He just has that shit. He's just like, why don't we use a transformation technique instead of killing everybody? And they're like...
1: You know, I wouldn't have pegged him for the common sense character. He ends up being it, on
0: him. but he he does, he does it in a very mocking way. So mm. anyway, that's Gmon and and uh, I will maybe tell more stories of him in the future, but...
3: Fashionable common
2: sense. Yep. All I'm picturing is Connor for Real from Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. No, okay, so you know what the fucking artwork I found for him was? Okay. Okay, the guy who does JoJo
0: did a spread for Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Of course. And that's exactly what I'm like, submitted him, like, this is my character. And they're like, (laughs) oh, God, no. Yes, fine. Definitely. So, um, so Jess, what do you got for us?
2: Well, uh, my favorite—well, actually, I guess my character that I've got uh, is—it's an it. uh, Its name is ZipaKaya, and it's one of those instances where it got its name from just like my notes in my book. Mm -hmm. It's actually an NPC that I reuse a lot, and yeah. Well, it's a sentient tyrannosaur. God touched, God bless, and all it wants to do is feast on people. Um, Of course. It got its name because in my notes it was TPKer, as in like it was supposed to just like (laughs) do huge damage, right? And after a while I was like, this thing actually needs a name. And like like from there, I don't know exactly how, but from TPK it became Zepakaya. And that's like T-Z-E-P-E-K-A-J-A. And like he got like this whole like uh, like and kind of lore behind him. Like very, very cool. Um, but despite his moniker, uh, I just ran Zipakaya against a team for probably like the 6th or 7th time. And, dis- again, despite his moniker, he has yet to TPK. And as a matter <laughs> of fact, he just got his first kill ever for being a sentient tyrannosaur. That's so, awesome. just a plain lesson, don't go in with expectations on your characters or NPCs. You will be disappointed.
1: No plan survives contact with the players.
2: Exactly.
3: Okay, I have a bridge, so um, a couple weeks ago, because I'm always looking to see, like, there have been reviews on on my stuff, and I I ran into people playing through uh, Thrillville or Killville, which is the HyperNet adventure in HyperCore 2099. They go to the, like, world's greatest VR amusement park, and it's got a virus in it, it's great. So they played through it, but, like, um, he had to put it all up on Roll20, because I don't have it on Roll20, so I emailed them and was like, hey, if you guys love want, like, I got a bunch of Mrs. Wakuma things. I'm happy to, like, set you up on Roll20 with them. So they're doing an actual play of uh, Scourge of Rope, by Sheeta Temple. Nice. Yeah, it's, 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 it, oh, okay. First of all, you learn so much by, like, watching a group and not GMing, not playing, just watching them and what they do with the stuff. Um, I've run the game, I want to say, like, more than a half dozen times, and nobody has ever cut the rope range. So like very early on, they come across this huge, like six hundred foot long, ancient rope bridge, and the players have to cross it. And as they're crossing it, you know, zombies come out on each side, so they're flanked. So this 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 group uh, just like ran at the one group of zombies and then threw them, and then just cut the bridge at the other end. Of course, <laughs> no concern for anyone else, or like maybe this thing's important. Or, or you know,
1: the historical significance. Right.
3: Uh, so then they, they spent, like, two hours in the game following, like, trying to get back across the bridge without, like... The, so, the, so they've got, like, this one Kenku rogue, I think it is. And then, um... Uh, I think maybe the... I forget what the Tanuki is. The Tanuki might be a monk. And then they have a ninja Kitsune that's the twin of a ninja, like, Gen warlock. And they're my favorite, the Kitsune fans. And, uh, yeah. It, it, it was, like, a scorpion... Uh, what you call it? The, the scorpion, chicken, fox?
1: I, I'm not aware of a scorpion, no, chicken, No, but that fox, sounds very
3: interesting and probably horrifying. The wolf, the wolf, chicken, wolf and chicken and something else. Wolf
1: oh, the wolf, fox? the chicken and the, well, the wolf, the chicken and the grain? Like the logic puzzle? There
3: you go, yeah, the wolf, the chicken and the grain. Because originally they were just like, okay, well one of us can fly so i'll just carry wow. you and they're like oh no wait i can't carry you and your stuff so we'll have to leave the stuff here and then the other two guys are just like no i'm not leaving my stuff with that asshole so like yeah <laughs> it was like a, the two hour epic of them like how do we cross this this mostly destroyed bridge that they destroyed that they destroyed, that yeah. They destroyed. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh and you can watch it like uh their next game is not this friday next friday and uh, it's uh, MidGuardia.com is their website, and, and it's cool. They made their own tokens and everything, which is also
0: super dope. Like, yeah. Legit, huh. yeah. By the way, I've shared my, my bad fashion folder and uh, the artwork I used in the uh, Twitch chat. Good.
3: Oh, that's that's, that's just white people. <laughs> in, oh, no, no, no keep going down. <laughs> oh, no, I, was, I was looking at the, the, the one single image.
0: Yep. But, yeah, um, so, yes, my, uh, oh, it might might be
2: secret. I don't know if I, it is. It's a secret board. Oh. <gasps> Apparently. Oh, yeah, it was
1: redirected.
2: Obviously, that also means that it's a safe board. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right,
0: we'll
3: answer
2: yeah. that later. All right, guys, so the.
3: Uh, favorite working projects.
0: Yes, favorite working projects. Um, who wants to go first?
1: Uh, disclaimer, I'm still working on the one. I still forgot to check in on my NDA. It's going good.
3: Yeah, I just got approval from Mystery Place to work on Mystery Thing after I oh turned it Mystery Item.
0: Mike, I, I am excited and uh, mysteriously inchi- intrigued.
3: Well, you'll have to remain that way. I will. <laughs>
2: Tom, <ton>. Um... um <laughs> Jess, you want to go for us? Sure. Um... <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um... I've been working on a couple of cool things, or at least I think they're pretty cool, but I guess I'm a little bit biased because, like, they're mine, right? So, um, the first thing is, is I actually made a pitch to Ashley Warren's Uncaged anthology and it got accepted. So, I'm really excited about that. Um, It's called, I mean, I couldn't resist a pun, right? So, um, I mean, everyone knows The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. Uh, I took that and turned it into The Lying, The Lich, and The Warzone. Um, <laughs> I love it. I approve.
1: I approve.
2: Thank you. Um, so the concept essentially is that the party comes up to this uh, ancient dwarven citadel, whether they you know, were wandering through the wilderness or uh, received like an invite from a, a fellow paladin, if like, the player has a paladin, or what have you, like adventure yeah. side. Uh, they come up to this citadel, and it's being sieged by these knights, and uh, as they come right upon it, Uh, This lich kind of utters this huge death sentence towards the knights like if they don't leave she's going to destroy them and then basically Teleports away leaving the players in the hands of the knights and the knights kind of like sheath their weapons and come up with these bright Smiles and shining armor and so on And nothing uh,
1: suspicious here.
2: No, nothing suspicious here exactly So from there they try to recruit the players to join their cause against like this vile abomination That is the lich And then the players basically have to, like, siege their way into the Citadel to get to the Lich's headquarters. The thing is, is that while they're sieging their way through, like, the classic twist in the five-room dungeon, right? Like, you can't avoid it. Um, But uh, while they're sieging their way through, every time they pass, like, certain checkpoints, the Lich appears to them, like, as an illusionary version of herself and gives her actual rendition of the story, which is essentially that, like, the demigods these knights worship was this, like, misogynist asshole that, like, fell in love with her and then, like... Basically, like tried to kill her. Well, did kill her. Um, but then a, like, a darker power offered to turn this god's like holy blaze into the fires of undeath, which is what brought her back as an ever-burning lich. Um, so from there, it's up to the players to take the information that's being given to them from both sides, the knights and the lich, and then like decide what they actually believe is the truth, what conclusion they want to come to. And if at any point they actually switch sides and join the lich's forces, they actually move to the second uh, section. Which is rather than sieging into the fortress, they turn around and start defending it against waves of the knights coming in with their siege weapons. That's cool. Um, ultimately, no matter what they choose, there's going to be a big final battle because of course you have got to have the big final battle. Like but if it's against the lich, well, yeah, Act Three, right? The final, uh, the big final culmination. And uh, so Act Three either takes place on the surface outside the dungeon, with the players having successfully like repelled it and now have to kill like the order of the knights and its final siege weapon. Or inside the Lich's chambers and have to deal with trying to take her down. Um, So, no matter what, big, big epic boss fight and uh, a lot of interesting kind of moments, some glorious combat and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's all about interaction and like trying to suss out the truth. So, I'm excited to see how that goes. I'm playtesting it for the first time on Sunday and I'm curious to see how it'll
3: go. What level, uh, the like, what, 15th level, 16th? Is it up there?
2: Uh, it's, I mean, right now I'm shooting for, honestly, like, around 10th level, just because I expect the typical party to be, like, four to five. Um, And, like, the things they're going to encounter is, like, a manticore and, like, a dragon that, like, has uh, its berserk and it's lost its wings because, like, the the knights have chopped off its wings and tortured it into insanity. Um, Oh,
1: good.
2: Yeah. uh, They're using it as, like, a living siege weapon. Uh, Because, like, obviously, like, their true nature kind of comes through over time, right? Um... But, uh, so I'm picturing, like, a mid-level adventure. Like, I don't expect this to be, like, a god-level be-all end-all. Like, I honestly think, that, like, a like a, like let's say, like, if it was six or so level eight players, you could probably make it through relatively unscathed, but some of the fights are going to be pretty tricky, so. Um, D&D yeah, but, yeah, Pathfinder. Liches are
1: never as high levels, like, 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 base-level liches are never as high levels, I like, assume they are.
2: Yeah, they're really not. Even in their layer, which is where you would fight her, it's only CR, like, 21 or 22, um... Which is kind of a big deal, but not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? Like,
3: it's... Did you see the blog of Holding Guy's breakdown of the Monster Manual numbers?
2: I didn't. Mm,
1: you should. I saw that it was one.
3: mentioned. They're really Someone good. Someone
1: actually makes sense of it.
3: Yeah, he, he, he did all the fucking math that I knew somebody would, and cool. I started using it to double balance my stuff, so I'll use the chart in the DMG, and then I'll use his chart, and you know, whatever meets in the middle. Fifth that. uh, edition, cool. right?
2: Yeah,
3: yes. Fifth edition. We had Ashley on a month ago, or she was our last guest. Ashley, yeah. That sounds
1: right.
3: Ashley went. But yeah.
0: Um, So, what am I working on? I don't know. Oh, I'm working on Gonzo Mad Science. So, (laughs) yes, so physics is really weird, and science is really weird. And we have magic in Starfinder, but. Nothing's as weird as what happens in actual, like, physics and stuff. And, um, theoretical physics. So we're doing yeah, stuff with, the like... Theoretical physics is, yeah.
3: is, you know, a bunch of people. Um, Scientific philosophers is what it is.
0: Well, so we, we had to do some, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson stuff. We're like, all right, so what does a black hole actually do? What does a theoretical white hole do? Uh, what is this, what How do you employ the Xeno paradox as, like... What about as, red like, holes? A, what? What about red holes? We're, we're not, we're not uh, eating that much chili. Um. The uh, <laughs> but we got stuff. Uh, we're writing rules for time travel. Um, and we figured out that okay, we have a gun that shoots backwards in time, and a gun that shoots forwards in time. At the same chronological at the same physical location. So there are times when you can actually shoot yourself before you've killed yourself before you fired
2: the gun. Um. I watched the show very much along that same premise once <laughs> no it was literally just like a like a mini show on theoretical physics and they're like what would happen if a time if a scientist created a portal and then stepped to the other side and fired a bullet through it thus killing himself before he stepped through the portal
0: well we have whole things on like how paradoxes work and what the outcome of that is um we have a time traveler class that's going to be able to like Muck with initiative, basically take their turn in fragments throughout the initiative order. Weird stuff like that. Amazing. Um, we have all sorts of bizarro stuff. Like, there's one that gives you an approximate an- or not approximate uh, gives you an accurate count on anything it can sense, and you can use it. But if you ask it stuff that it can't answer, like self-referential stuff, it'll have never existed. My. Um, there's a the Zeno's Zeno bear. You know the Zeno's paradoxes. Uh, It's about aliens. No,
3: Zeno's paradox is uh, (laughs) is bullshit. Exterminatus! You're a heretic! You're a heretic!
0: Hey, I've been accused of worse, Um, (laughs) but I'm most assuredly a heretic. The um, it's this weird. Just remember,
1: Mike. We live on this planet too.
0: Yep. It might be good enough to get me killed though. But it's this paradox where if a lion or if if, 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 was it a, a rabbit starts behind a turtle. Every time the turtle moves forward, the paradox says that it has to cover the distance the turtle already traveled and then some, but it can never approach it, basically, is what it ends up being. It's a weird, like, an infinite set theory thing. Hmm. So you can always get infinitely close to something. So the idea of a Zeno barrier is every time you move into it further, it halves your momentum more and more and more. Uh, but you can always just walk right out. So the problem is you can put someone in a cube of this, and they can never get out because no matter how far they walk into this wall, they continuously will get less and less effort as they go. Hmm. It's very weird and bizarre. Um, there's a lot of other things, like a gun with endless ammo, kind of. Um, there's really, we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of powered armor. Oh, we have good. the feat called Hold My Beer. Uh, uh,
1: okay.
0: You, you guys, have you guys seen that Star Trek uh, that meme that goes around every now and then? That's like why humans are the most feared people in the galaxy?
1: Uh, yes.
0: It's basically like uh, if you give them because they just they don't give a fuck. They make everything work because plot because they're interested and curious. If you give them two warp cores, they'll smash them together, go swing through time, heal
3: from grievous injuries, and even if they lose a limb, they can still normally walk around and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, so they, we have feats that relate to that for humans because humans are interesting,
3: cool. and we
0: and that's not even like half the stuff in that book. And it is just one of been one of those creative weird fugue state writing things it's like 60 pages i think right now it'll be more than that by the end of it that's awesome but, sounds like a john scalzi
2: novel turned into a yes, today. yes 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 <laughs> i don't think we've uh, quite gone full like replace your body your body like the old people's body
0: with uh super soldier bodies yet and then they screw like rabbits because you know yet
2: being the keyword that would be yet. a pretty good background right in there and of itself tie it up with a bow on it you're done all right I'll, I'll have to add that into the uh the, the background the themes and background section perfect
0: <laughs>
3: That's for Starfinder, right?
0: Yeah, it's for Starfinder. I don't know, we, I, I like running for Starfinder. It doesn't sell as well, but come on. It's Starfinder. It's fun.
3: It sounds Owen, fun. <laughs> Owen will like to hear that. Um, Alright, do we have anything else we want to go over? I do. So I have Kickstarter running now that I'm gonna talk about later. For Mr. McCuman's great, we're like sixty-six percent funded after two days. But uh right before the launch, as is usually with my fucking brain. I got an idea. And and so so like I've been plagued you guys have been, you're you're probably new to it, Jesse, but I have a serious problem with DM's guild and, and, and these two are very well aware that you the show. Yeah. And so is so this I, something that you'd like to go on about at
2: length?
3: Oh yes you will. will I'm gonna start
2: drinking heavily.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so um, to try to save some of you guys from abandoning the RPG industry when you put your DMs guild stuff up there and you make like twenty bucks. Um, I made, I had this idea. I was like, okay, so what if we had this like super massive world? It's just like super massive. Like just the biggest, the biggest planetoid you can think of. It's a huge. Event. It's huge. I know what he's talking about. It's so big that vast is in the name of the place. It's called Vast Kavaya. And it, in it is, there's a bunch of warlords and it's like low magic, Bronze Age, Iron Age. But the way it's designed is in such a fashion that like we should be able to include anything that's not like high technology and uh, we can get a lot of people working on the same setting and each having their own, like, small territory inside of regions on Ooh. Beth. Goodbye. And, uh, yeah, that's where we found just here. And, cool. uh, I don't know, there's probably, it's not up to 20 yet. That's how many I want. I want to have at least 20 different uh, main contributors. But we've got a pretty good stable of people coming up with ideas and stuff. Well, Mike, um,
0: you can always tap me. I have, a, I have quite a few things written up.
3: The, I thought you were part of the comment that got the, uh, the Discord
0: invite. I mean, I'm in DevCord, but I don't know if, uh... Oh,
3: no, I, I left the DevCord. They were they were not pleased with me. Um, <laughs> hey, I was invited. I was invited to share my Thomas the Tank Engine memes. Oh, that's
4: right! <laughs> okay?
3: If you then... invite me to share them, you get what you get, all right? Would you say things got derailed? Ah <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they definitely got to be real. We'll get you. we we'll get you in there. Um, it's like so. Everybody's making like a thirty-five hundred to five thousand word contribution mm. that includes uh the the ba- a basic map order that I'll put together and then like some rules on the region, uh, info and context on whoever lives there, four tiered NPCs and then a player element which can be prestige cool. class or new diseases and shit or a race or whatever. Cool.
1: Everyone likes new. <sighs> really, <no. Yeah. laughs> I, I know it's I told you about nice. the.
3: Uh, and only three of the only three of the warlords so far are focused on cannibals.
0: Only good. I was I was worried that we were going to have a low cannibalism setting.
2: <laughs> yeah, mine is more of an omnivore, but they have a close close relationship with cannibals, so it's like one and a half, like I guess. I yeah, know. I guess. I mean, yeah. omnivores are very close to cannibalism. When when I say omnivore, I mean like they will eat any meat, not just the meat of their own kin. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah. they won't. <laughs> eat anything. Are not
3: picky cannibals? <laughs> The meat always, yeah, yeah. The meat will be making an appearance in Vascovaya Yeah, yeah will. It's a, it's all like a Conan type feel, and uh, I don't know. I, I got all the ideas down, and I got people involved just in time, so I could focus on the thing that I was scheduled to on
0: That's say, so, so, so you jumped in and you're ready to go, and now you actually have to do it. Sounds good.
3: <laughs> well, That's the best no, way to get it done, though. Like, uh, I think we're gonna do the Kickstarter for Vascovaya in like January. Cool. It'll be one, which is
2: awesome. Um, it's actually funny they used Conan to describe it because that's literally how I was describing it to a friend of mine today I was like, you know Marvel's Battle World? It's like that meets Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that sounds cool I was like, it is very cool. I think they used that exact voice. It is very cool
3: Found a shitload of dinosaur art too. That was the other part of it. Like a bunch of yeah. like, usable public domain dinosaurs. I got like, straight up, I got like two dozen, three dozen dinosaurs
2: I actually own a bunch of stuff too that I can send you as well, just for reasons So I guess that's a little off topic
0: just so, actually, I have a thing that I'll pitch in the next section, so don't worry about it. Okay. Good. Good.
3: Um, Every new project that is not ours. Savannah, you've been quiet for a while. What's up?
1: All right. So, Jacqueline uh, has new so, um, stuff? I, I have one. I'm ready. Uh, so, for regular viewers of the show, uh, Jacqueline Bierk uh, was one of our previous guests. And she is at it again, and has published a pay what you want, uh, like a small pay what you want LARP on drive-through RPG, and it's called White Girl Wasted. Mm. Uh,
2: awesome.
1: And it, as far as I can tell, is not directly about being drunk, uh, but is in fact uh, referring to white people getting wasted and going on an astral journey with their <laughs> spirit parents in a minivan.
0: Spirit parents. So I, I got I so there's a thing. It's
1: like you're spirit able but your parents.
0: So good. So there's this thing. We have um, what is it? I think it's some rum company puts out um, pumpkin spice rum every year. And I used to bring it to SCA events where they had um, like alcohol snobs who like brew their own alcohol and stuff. And I'd be like, here, and I was the here. Try this guy because everyone had these like really nice stuff. And I'd be like, here's Fireball whiskey. And they're like, what's Fire? Oh God, here's sriracha vodka and stuff. So I brought, um,
1: gentle,
0: gentle. I, I brought it, and uh, I fed it to people and they had two very polarizing reactions. One was, oh God. The other one was, that's really good. Can I have some more? Mm. So the thing was, whenever someone got drunk on it, we'd say they got white girl wasted.
1: Well, there we go. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> I so I think that that's a perfect pairing for this uh, for this game. You can
1: play as Annie
3: or Casey or Danny
2: or Jess
3: or to be clear,
2: All these names need to end in eyes.
3: Oh, Jess and yeah, no, no, they all in the phonetic, phonetic.
1: But yes, it's it's basically a riff on the fact that people go around claiming to have spirit animals when you know they have no cultural background for claiming spirit animals. So, um, Mike,
0: what do you got here, other than an uh, evil grin on your face?
3: Do we, we had, I feel like we had Andreas Walters on at some point, right? Who? The, uh, baby bestiary guy.
1: Well, oh. It doesn't ring a bell with me, but I haven't been here the whole time, so. Oh, you've
3: been okay. here most of the time. A good dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, but. Baby bestiary companion and Alders and stuff. Uh, oh, they're yeah. adorable.
2: I've got a seven-week-old baby, so anybody who encourages punching tiny things, I'm all for it. I mean, wait, not
3: punching. <laughs> disciplining. Disciplining. There you go. Uh, no, I, I'm not going to show it because my house is a shambles, but I have a giant baby, like, print of a baby, um, uh, what are they Please called? Please
1: finish that sentence.
3: Gorgon. A baby Gorgon. Okay. Not like a baby like metal Gorgon, but like the traditional snake-headed turning to stone Gorgon. I thought you were going to say you
0: have a child, Mike, and I was like, really? Everybody
3: goes out and they're like, that's so creepy. And I'm like, wait, hold on. There's like a Chinese mage over here, summoning magic. And then there's this like fucked up, depressed, goth, elven chick in the forest. But you're upset with the stone-making Gorgon baby. think like, it's a baby. <laughs> adorable. Uh, so anyway, he made these books. And they were system agnostic. And so now he's starting to get through uh, stuff for different RPGs. And the, this is the, the Baby Beast Series 5e Beast Companion.
2: That's really cool.
3: No, it's a great concept, and he uh, he's a product designer like professionally. That's what he's trained for at college, and does as a, like a daytime job. So all this stuff is very very smart.
0: Mm-hmm. So add um, it to my list of
3: things to acquire. So
0: I'm gonna spill the beans on something that I'm. Oh,
3: actually, haven't done. Go 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 oh, right, go. A thing go. coming out where you are a warlock and your patron is like a baby, and as it gets more power, it gives <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, oh my God. it's gonna yes. be really cool. So like. Do
0: you that remember like the Do you remember the fetus gods from the uh not fetus gods, yeah, they're like fetus' demigods from the uh, uh like the epic bestiary in uh 35?
3: Oh
1: no, but... I, I do
0: not. Uh they're a thing. Look them up. Sure,
1: why not? They're, they're, they're like I, ne- I think
0: like, I will take a hard pass on that. They're like they necrotic life or for... <laughs> Let's say they're they're like necrotic fetus. Deities that float in space. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. It's
3: totally really, really
0: conflicted. Yeah, and, and know, they're not I'm, nice either. I'm
1: not super fond of babies anyway. I don't need them to be necrotic and in space and also gods.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> so I'm gonna spill a beans in something I'm gonna be using for a product coming up, and I actually found it to be a really good deal. It's not something that needs to be plugged, but something you guys can benefit from. Okay, so Adobe has this thing where for like 20, 30 bucks a month, you can get um, ten of their stock art things. And at first, I'm like, that's such bullshit. That doesn't. That's not good. Whatever.
3: And oh, then I looked, first month's free.
0: It is too. And I looked yeah. through it, and there's shit I pay a hundred bucks for easy on there. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's
3: some good stuff. Um, it
0: sure
3: has uh, ten pieces
0: in it. <laughs> say, yeah. So hit that shit up. Get your first month or two month free. Pay for the next month. Download the 10, 20 images you want, and just like fucking run with it. I think I'm gonna be doing uh. Uh, I think I'm gonna be snagging a few for some of the books coming up. I'm gonna try to like have like a five, rolling five for because we do every two three weeks, so have some that artwork committed to each one of them.
3: This guy and, from
0: Adobe. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's just some sick stuff out there. I was I was really impressed. I uh, I actually didn't I don't normally buy stock. I mean, I buy stock from a, like drive-through sometime, but like I I generally do I hunt public domain like it's my fucking job. So
1: I mean, it's almost like it is.
0: Dude, I have thousands
3: of pieces uh, at this point. That's dude cool. From Adobe, yeah, I had to cut them out from the image or crop them out, rather.
1: But...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who cares at that point? Right, right. But yeah, so that's my shameless plug. Go, go buy Adobe. Adobe needs more of your money, apparently. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's maybe up for debate, but you know. I used
2: to acquire my Adobe software super legally.
0: Honestly, I I pay for my shit. Uh, I I grew up on it and I was cool with it. Uh, I pay for. I use it for my day job now too. They were just like, hey, does anyone know how to make a PDF? I'm like, oh, gotcha. yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my job for the next six weeks, isn't it? And they're like, well, can you make it look Maybe. pretty? I'm like,
1: mm, yeah. Yo.
2: I, I, love I love the, the software. software. I really do. Uh, what I don't like is putting a high entry price on the ability to create. So, I mean, that's the reason that I use to kind of legitimize my endeavors, I guess, would be it. Like, and it's the same reason why I absolutely refuse to buy, like, a MacBook or an Apple or anything oh, like, yeah, that. like that. They tout themselves as, like, oh, the perfect tool for artists and so on and so on and so on. But then it costs more than any, like, legitimate artist that I know could reasonably afford. And you know what so, the cool thing is? In game dev, if you want to publish mm-hmm. on any Apple product, you need to have an Apple product.
0: Ugh. So and also Ugh. a license. So it literally, when we were publishing games for it, like video games at one point, we had to pay. We had to shell out like I think we bought a used one, and it ended up running us. Even with a license for a year, was like nine hundred thousand bucks.
1: Holy!
2: So, sounds roughly correct. Um, no, no hyperbole there whatsoever. Of course. But yeah, no, it's just terrible, it's just terrible. I love to create, I love to make things, I love to like whip things up out of nowhere, I love to screw around in Photoshop, I love to take like, uh, one of my favorite things that annoys one of my favorite map makers actually, is I'll take like a bunch of his maps and be like, I'm just gonna steal this element, and this element, and this element, I'm gonna throw them all together in a series of separate layers and play with them like building blocks, um, make my own maps and stuff like that. He's always like, dude, why then not you just tell me to make that, I'm like, no, oh, but I can do it myself this way. Um, um, there are, uh, just so you guys know, if you're a creator, there
0: are alternatives to everything that are f- that's free right now. Don't want to get the uh, Microsoft stuff. Go get LibreOffice. Don't want to do Photoshop,
3: Paint.Net,
0: Paint.net. Um, Paint.net. GIMP, <laughs> Samurai. There's a bunch of other shit out there for that. Um, there's a lot of actual Adobe wannabes or in design wannabes out
3: there. Um, I sound? What is it? LibreOffice. Like I every minute because I have to use Photoshop in order to get the fucking ink values to match up with the printer so that my prints don't come out fucked, I have to have Photoshop or I just won't take the file. So like, that DPI. Just, there's, that's the last thing I do, it's not DPI, it's um, color saturation, ink saturation and the CMYK value can't be higher than like two either. And that you And you can fuck with that through GIMP, but I tried and couldn't figure it out. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like GIMP, I don't yeah, like GIMP, it at all. GIMP, uh, GIMP is made for unic, or uh, yeah, Unix. Not Unix. It's uh, <laughs> made <Say> for <laughs> Unix! That's not on the box, I think. <laughs> not what I meant. That's a very interesting uh, thing. have alternative software alternative for you. Operating system with Penguin. Linux? Linux. Yes. Linux. For Linux users. That's what it is. GIMP was, was, I feel like, it was made for it by Linux. Because I don't know how I understand how else you're supposed to understand.
0: Um, the... But yeah, there, there are lots of alternatives. My first a- few a- books a- um, were actually published... Using LibreOffice, and I exported it to PDF. Um, don't do that. It, it's it's very bad. It is worse than you're thinking it is. But hey, it got me into the industry for free. I just do Creative Cloud now. It's like fifty bucks a month, and I make that back in spades every month. So I mean, I mean
3: the, the the total buyout option was like six fifty or something.
0: Yeah, but they also update you all the time. So like, every time there's a new version of it, it just keeps updating like regularly and I can install it on any computer I want,
2: as long as I keep only two active at a time. See, that sounds great, actually. And like, if the moment comes when I'm like, okay, I'm actually making a decent amount of income from the stuff that I'm making, then I would have a reason-slash-need yeah. to legitimize my licenses. Uh, until then, I'm totally fine with uh, my current setup. I guess this way. The, but, um, but I do, too, also love LibreOffice.
0: Yeah, that I, I, I don't even bother with uh, Microsoft Office anymore. I just totally... Every time I'm a computer like, your license is expired I'm like, I haven't used this ever, bye
3: Oh, oh so we should talk about it later Did you guys see what they are doing with the Windows 10? No, what? The, the other shoe finally fucking dropped <laughs> So if you have a business license for Windows 10 Or if you upgraded for free for your business Now mm-hmm. they want you to start paying a desktop service
1: Ooh, I'm man. not surprised I know, Pardon? right?
3: Was,
0: hey, look, guess what? Linux is looking better and better and better
3: No, it's not Oh my god! I ra-
0: Let's say I, I ran a, uh, I was at a company that installed Linux on all of its computers. And I was like, "This is gonna be terrible!" And we had Penguin, like that the, that 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 build. Perfectly fine. I didn't notice any difference.
3: Last time I tried to use it, it was like two thousand. nine or ten. It was a long time ago. Let's say Maybe it, it's not better,
0: but... it. It comes. It you have to figure out what what like build what kernel you're using. And it's a little bit. Heavy on like the install and figuring out all the stuff. Once you figure it out, it works just yeah, like Windows.
3: Yeah, because the user interface. I was just like, the fuck is no. What if you, you get interface? one of the,
0: if you get one of the, like the the ones made for like a commercial use stuff, there's like a lot of Windows clones out there that are just free, and you're like, oh okay, and they, they mimic Windows pretty much.
3: I'll take a look
0: because I am a little tired. But-, but yeah, um, so we got off topic, but it was a good talk. I like that topic. Um, do we want to go into the Pathfinder Starfinder?
3: Yeah, they've been they've been really on top of like doing feedback and, and, and stuff with the playtest, right? They um, they they're, they're on
0: top of feedback for the adventure path. They asked that they don't you don't submit stuff for the game yet. Um, that was what I saw about a week ago.
3: Well,
0: um, but I, I've heard they've been really responsive to the feedback for the for the adventure path. I don't
3: know. I still have not read any more Pathfinder two.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little, I'm little
1: farther
3: think. in, but not that much farther in.
1: I've been reading the key for, uh, Invisible Sun, so I haven't read
2: it yet. I have been reading 13th Age, so I, too, am falling behind. That's
1: okay. That's use of time. I like 13th Age a
2: That's yeah, I'm training a new designer,
0: so I don't really have... I, I'm like, wait, I have to do one of these things?
3: Hmm. Uh, I think a couple days after our next episode, the Kingmaker game is gonna come out, and I paid for that in advance. So. Yeah, me too. Cool. I'm excited I'll have to stop playing
0: Warframe it though really no. cool. I just started playing Warframe And I'm like Well, shit Pro tip,
2: get Inteross, win games yes. it's
0: all you No need. man, I, I'm obsessed with Sun Wukong So I have the Wukong and nunchucks I have fucking space gravity nunchucks And like, I've peaked Like I've seen like Oh that's better, I'm like that is definitely better But I want to play with this thing right here He has that's a monkey fair. stance And he disappears Still
1: well, there you overall. go. What, what more do you really need? In I the know.
0: Game? I'm happy playing through the rest of my game, like, just with, as a space, psionic space ninja, Wu, Sun Wukong clone with space gravity
2: nunchucks. Far too late into this am I realizing that my, my webcam, webcam is not actually being picked up and it's using it from my laptop, so my video quality could yeah. have been a little bit better, and I apologize. But um, say we're streaming um, over Twitch, so it's not that great. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh oh, most them
0: of them Now
3: we just do a, a podcast. Like, an actual podcast. Are, are we
0: not uploading this
1: anymore?
3: Not to YouTube. I put oh, on okay. the, just, it on a is iTunes and Google Store. Sure. Yeah,
1: oh. I think there might be some some uh, utility in putting it on YouTube, but I wouldn't make it priority. When Mike um, gets around to it. I mean, that doesn't mean that you also can't put it on YouTube as an odd, like, just audio and not worry about the video. That's
0: true. So, um... Oh, oh, I, think, I don't listen to lots of
1: audiobooks on YouTube. What are you saying?
0: <laughs> I don't listen to Game Grumps like it's a radio show. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, all right, so D&D 5e speculation and news and stuff.
3: Yes, uh, the Water Deep Dragon Heist uh, is, is out. Is it out now? I think it came out. From what I understand, <laughs> it's
2: tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow?
2: Ooh. Okay. I'm, I'm super, super excited, excited, though. It's, it's definitely, definitely in my, my top, top five things I want to run. Done. I'm going to be honest.
0: I haven't been playing a lot of Five E because I'm not developing for it.
2: Mm, that's fair. I, 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 played, I played a campaign now. or two in it, and it just
0: I really liked it, but it's not very amenable to me running it.
1: I that's play fair. a solid amount of D and D, but I don't actually have a lot of grounding into like, oh man, like this is water deep, like that. I know that means something, but it means nothing to me. It's
2: like, I mean, that's fair, but that's, that's what it comes down to the lore, and like when I play D&D, I don't even do it in Faerun, which is like their universe, and one of those guys, it's like, well, here's my entire plane, and by the way, here's my cities, and my that, so, because I feel like if you're playing with your players, you want to make them have that sensation, you don't want to just be like, well, this is water deep, and just expect that they're like, oh, cool, it's water deep. like, give them a reason to be attached to yes. the cities, to be attached to the boils, to be attached to people, and stuff like that. Which, uh, Which uh, is what I really, really like, like about Pathfinder, like with like the Iconics and stuff, and stuff like that. that. Like you, you introduce these character characters that aren't them, that yeah. matter a lot. And in your, in your typical, typical D&D campaign, game, that's not really something that gets different. done. But, but I, I kind, kind of, of stole that and used that, that, very, that very heavily in all my d and games. I think that's awesome. I think the fact that the players, in a lot of d d campaigns, like the players go from being mini-gods to like literal actual gods. And your average player is supposed to just be an average joe like your your nameless rat catcher that maybe falls into a little bit of good fortune or whatever have you so i mean i think that's absolutely where pathfinder got it freaking right with is with the iconic system and i think any DD game should 100 percent steal that and throw it right in there so honestly i'm
0: i really like what dd has been doing with the different settings they kind of dove in like whole horse on that i like that um like they, did all the de- like, they did all the Magic the Gathering ones, like Ravnica and stuff. Like, I love Ravnica. Like, Yeah. Like, I, I don't play Magic the Gathering that much, but I fucking love Ravnica.
2: Such a cool plane concept, right? A megalopolis that covers an entire planet. And the itself For centuries, like, that's wicked. The guild pack, and the guilds, and the cool, like, multicolored shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be neat to see how... It- takes place I've, I've been setting up to run a campaign in ravnica for like literally since they made the announcement i posted on twitter it's like all right isn't it isn't it isn't the book available not no. yet i doesn't come out till november in november really let me see yeah they made the races available or at least like what we know about the races so they introduced a couple oh, of yeah, magic specific order. ones which were um oh i can do this the Loxidon, which are like the elephant people yep, yep. very very cool vayashina which are basically like they're not raptor people, they're more like flightless, flameless dragon people, because like they still have the same resistances that a dragon would, like resistance to heat and fire oh, and so raptor on. raptor
1: people, come on. They're
2: pretty sweet. Um, and then I mean, uh, I'm sure the they're actually pretty vicious. But... They, uh, nope, they're sentient and uh, they <laughs> know, very I'm... powerful wizards. Oh,
0: okay, I'm sorry.
1: trying to pun at you, geez. Ah!
2: So
0: I, um, um real, real quick, mm-hmm. before 5e came out, before I think we were even, like, early Pathfinder, I converted over a lot of like the D&D stuff, and I did. I converted over the Luxudon. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, they're doing it.
2: Nice. Nice, nice. Um, did yours end up, or sorry, was yours similar to what they ended up putting out? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that either means yours is much yeah. better or much worse. There's no way to know. I, I don't think mine was much better.
0: <laughs> My, mine worked in a weird subsystem. I was just kind of like, let's see what happens if I break everything. Oh, I did break everything. That's fair. It so would have been fun, but I don't know if it would
2: have been balanced. Yeah, two not exclusive, sort of not balanced. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but they introduced. Uh, so in in Ravnica specifically, there's a one of the guilds is called Simic. It's the blue green yep. guild, and like these weird biomancers, like they they use magic and like not quite biotechnology. I have the DNA splicing like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you hi, I'm a green blue
0: player. I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Perfect. You can be a combined person now, so you can just be like, oh, well, Whoa. you're a human, but also you have tentacles and you can fly. Um, so it's basically just, like, taking a regular race, and then, like, what are two things that you wish you could break this race with? Oh, you want to be able to fly and glide? Sure, no problem. Play a Simic. Um, Ugh, and like... I, I, well, is it, though? I like it's that. Not, I mean, taking I like the tools it. I think available it be To great. specific races, and then being like, ah, oh, no, everybody <laughs> can have them now. I, I don't, like, I feel that's, like that yeah. devalues the choice to play anything else. Yeah, but that's, that's what the Simics are
0: about. I mean, originally they were supposed to keep everyone healthy, and then they're like, but maybe we can make them better. We
2: can... Better.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and then they're like, and then that's a problem that starts happening. Is they're like, they start like converting people against their will with these random, like, yep. what are they called? The little chlor- chloroplasts or whatever the
2: fuck they're they called. They invented experiment Craj and he used chloroplasm to yep. bind onto people, which they were using as like artificial limbs. Like, oh no, you know what? I feel like I'm just going to chop my arm off and use this weird gooey thing instead. Cause and then they to- got out. And then they were started like binding to people.
0: They're like, go give that man over there, you know, a third leg. He needs that.
2: Yeah, and then can you mess your heart? Answers. Here you go. You know all those vital organs you're replacing with goo. I'm taking all the goo back. Never mind what happens to you. Yeah. So like,
4: but I need that done. goo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: what's the family? Or it's a Futurama line? Lungs come out today. Uh, gills come in, go in Tuesday. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Right. All, all right. right so what's it? What's this
3: about? Um, uh, um, choose your own adventure. Think, like, uh, part of the like design for Pathfinder's product rollout. Is that everything needs to be like super accessible and, and usable and organized play, and I and I'm pretty sure D and D Five E has just kind of. I mean, like they're, they're still making uh, what's the the thing where you like, not an overage, it's uh, uh gestures. They're still making gestures for organized play, but like <clears throat> the new rules fractured up, and I saw there's a bunch of different like rogue, D and D Five E organized play organizations yeah. popping up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, their main push right now for organized play is Adventure League, which you guys may or may not have heard of. Yeah, we have. Uh, but the concept is, like, anybody walks into a shop during Adventure League night with their character and then just plays. The reality is is that you've got, like, your regulars at a shop. They're, like, level 3 or 4, having a great time. Somebody rolls in from out of town with a level 12 necromancer and wipes the floor with the entire evening and then kills half the players and goes home and is never seen or heard from again. Um, wait, uh, wait, Seriously? Yeah, because you you just bring whatever character there, you've got. I was
1: going to say, is there no, like, hey, this is made for seven to nine level characters?
2: Even if it <laughs> like, is, it doesn't matter. At Adventure League night, you're allowed to play with your Adventure League legal character. And if you happen to be, like, miles above the module or session that the, the current LGS is running, well, you're Adventure League legal, and this is Adventure League, so have a good time.
1: Oh, that sounds so awful.
2: It's rough. At oh. best, it's rough.
1: So what changes
3: so what were the changes that they just made recently? Now I want now I'm interested. Like I didn't know it was the wild fucking West. It basically
2: is if they made any changes recently, I'm not aware of them. That's the adventure league that I know and have experienced first hand and second hand and third hand. That's not good. It's a bad time. It really is. I I like the idea of them trying to make like a a reoccurring thing, like, you know, make it so player characters matter, uh, make it so they have an effect on the universe, kind of something like uh, Legend of the Five Rings did back in the day. That was wicked, where every player tournament uh, affected the overall storyline. Like if this clan won a bunch, then in in the lore, they got promoted higher and higher. Whereas the clan that lost a bunch in the lore, they like straight up lost clan official status. And I'm bummed about that because Mantis clan for life. Um, they do that with a 40k with the Lucky 13 campaign.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was in there when they put out the Apocalypse stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Imperium versus everyone else, and the main focus was on an Imperial Guard group called the Lucky 13th.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you supported the Lucky 13th or opposed them. And uh, depending on what happened, stuff in that sector would, would change. Cool. And it changed in the lore because they won. And somewhere in that, you also you have to submit, each store gets to submit, like, one line to go up to, like, the 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 design team, and the line from the chaos side. Once I played, a, I play fallen angels, mm-hmm. so chaos dark angels, and they're like one round a lord of corn from the d- fallen angels straight up tanked an entire round of tau fire on him and the nightbringer. So somewhere in the lore, my motherfucking dark angel lord is there. Good. Good. I don't think I don't think it actually got in the lore, but
1: in my mind, they
2: sent it in. I, I consider it <laughs> canon. In your heart of hearts, it, it will forever go down in history. Obviously. That's what matters. That's what matters. So, um, let's see. What's this? Choose Your Own Venture?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Forbeck, who is an excellent guy and writes a lot of cool stuff. Uh, recently, the Halo novels. I think one of his Halo novels went, went gangbusters. Um, he released, the other day, four Choose Your Own d and Adventure books came out.
0: Oh, That's cool. Like, yeah. is, it, is it actual d d or is it like a novel?
3: I think it's, I don't think you have to roll anything I think it's just a novel and you think like uh, What am I doing? Like conversation trees through a story kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I believe so yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I got it. That's cool I used to the like those goosebumps like series. that D&D branded adventures Styled Well was, Mike, we're, we're always talking about how More how, D&D
3: uh, branding Which, yes, we yeah. have talked about my Yeah,
1: the treasure your own adventure stuff Like, I have a huge weakness for that That sounds awesome
3: and so, the Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons. What? I, I mean, I personally what? could take a
1: leave, but... yeah, there's a comic book, uh, Rick oh, and Morty
3: comic book. Dungeons and Dragons. And they included a build for uh, uh, Morty. <laughs> That's, That's
2: pretty cool. Actually, you know what? I did see a panel of that, but only one single panel. It was basically Morty, like, quivering in, in confusion as he was thinking, like, nerds can get laid?
0: And, like, that was
2: about it. I mean, that's pretty much, that sums up what I'd expect the panel
0: to look like. Perfect.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: And that's uh, Jim Zub, who is a comics.
0: Uh, oh.
1: That. oh, that's awesome.
0: Oh, we, were, we okay. talked about the Dune RPG last time, right?
2: Uh, I think here. You uh, uh, don't don't
0: you know, even.
1: I, I don't I remember, am... because our last episode was a, a riff, and beyond that is just.
3: Before that. In, in yeah, the yeah, ashes of time, it,
1: right? so.
3: What? Chaosium got it,
0: right? I don't remember. The Dune RPG? I think. Uh, Gale Force 9. Oh, Gale Force 9, okay. But yeah, um, if you guys don't know, I am obsessed with Dune. Uh, I've read just about everything but the recent Guild books, because I didn't really like the premise. Um, I, I, I had to have talk about it, because I had my, cri- I was showing my Chris knife last time. I, I have a movie replica, like, cast from the item, uh, of the, uh, sci-fi show. I have a Chris knife that was actually cast from it and everything. Cool. But, um... Yes, I am obsessed with that, so when it comes out, I will be, like, salivating. I, I reached out to them. They didn't get back to me yet. I'll be like, guys, I I, I would like to help. I, I, I will work for, like, Spice. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. They bought the license. Um, there's a big movie supposedly coming out in the next few years. I'd be surprised if it comes out, Was there honestly. there
1: already a movie that came out? Oh, there's,
0: like, there, there's two movies. There's the David Lynch one, which is just a psychedelic head trip, which is awesome, um, it got me into it, but it's definitely not close to the book. And then there's the sci-fi miniseries, which is, like, basically a four-hour movie and then a sequel. That's, like, two hours, I think. And mm-hmm. there, there's, it's, like, really close to the text, and it's really well done, but, the back, but some of the props and stuff is a little bit low-budget. Like, you can tell one place is clearly, like, a matte painting behind them. Mm-hmm. I can has, appreciate that. It has... What's his name? Um... Who played Professor Xavier in the recent X-Men? Picard. No, not not Picard, not Picard. Um, Um, Oh, you mean the, the,
1: like, like, young Professor X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Anyway,
0: he's, uh, when he was even younger, he was Leto Atreides, which is like Leto II, who ends up becoming the God Emperor. Leto II in the second movie and he is just like so cheesy the entire time and I love it. He's like overacting like a mother and it is beautiful. Um But the, but the David Lynch movie had had Sting in a mankini coming out of a, of, a, of a pressure vent like bath just like mental sculpted and uh, like
1: I didn't need that mental image, Scott. Dude, okay. I'm straight that. as shit.
0: Let's say I'm straight as shit but Everything gets wobbly when it gets hot. Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, anyway, there's a there's a Dune tabletop coming out at some point, theoretically, and I'm really excited about that.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, other RPGs. I guess I could tell the the Kickstarter that's not going on yet. So the Judge Dredd Kickstarter is happening soonish? Like this month, I think? Uh, which is exciting because it uses some rules that I wrote. Oh, cool. About. Oh, Chris yes. Pine's. Chris Pine's the name of the guy that you were thinking of? No. Chris Pine's is a Star Trek
0: guy.
1: Yeah, that's what I was oh. thinking. that. Like, see I'm that,
0: that an that's the, uh, that's the Chris Nice from, from the movie. <laughs> it's my fidget. I always play with it.
3: Anyway. Um. Yeah, I didn't get to work on the actual Judge Dredd RPG book, but it uses the what's old as new, uh, rules, and I wrote the that's ground-based cool. and, like, air, water, well, no, yeah, a little bit of water, uh mostly grounded air-based rules for, like, using vehicles. So, like, so you, when you're you, you on touched your it. your lawmaker or whatever motorcycle, a little bit of mic in there. James
0: McAvoy. McAvoy. Oh, McAvoy. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah.
0: right, so, um, let's see. What, what, what are we on to um, other media of interest? Yeah. All right, so other media of interest. We got a shit ton of Marvel stuff. Um, Hello. tomorrow
2: we get Hello. Iron Fist's second, uh, second season. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Oh, oh there go. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I shouted James McAvoy like 17 times. Oh! <laughs> 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 I just it, James McAvoy, James McAvoy! Was it hard? James McAvoy! <laughs> I, was, I literally yeah, yeah, went yeah, through. Dude, and it was so like, weird. who's that guy? I was like James McAvoy. Like I don't know the younger one, James McAvoy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Chris Pine. It was James McAvoy. <laughs> oh, there.
1: I was so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Technical
0: difficulties. Um... But yeah, um, tomorrow we get uh, Iron Fist season two, and they gave him a good haircut. They worked with a really good fight choreographer. Um, I just the
3: haircut thing was what just ruined the first season for me. Just like <laughs> there was lots of dumb shit can.
2: Really? Because for me, it was the plot.
0: I mean. Oh, no, the Meacham plot. We we went on for an
3: hour about that at one point.
0: Fuck the Meacham. so
1: bad.
3: Iron Fist, but that haircut was not forgivable.
1: I'm glad that's where you draw the line in the sand.
3: Did you guys see the... um, You look like the fucking character that you're portraying, and changing the way the character looks does not help you portray the character better.
2: I disagree with that, only because... Just like a D&D session, like, doesn't matter what you believe your character looks like, when someone else is imagining your character, it's gonna be completely different. Um, yeah, so I think when you're portraying so a character... Cool, yeah, but when you're portraying a character, and like, especially when it's like a... When you portraying like, the, the character, sorry. Things, like, when the character was invented versus when the character is currently being portrayed, like, a big gap of time has shifted from the styles of back then to the styles of now. That being said... Iron Fist has always had a bandana and a black mask on, and I have yet to one time see that dude put on a yellow bandana and a black mask. But I say he did it for about ten I know,
0: seconds. In... I do
1: one of those things.
0: But I say he he did it he put on the, the bandana for about ten seconds in fucking
2: Defenders. I think I might have literally blinked and missed it. You probably did. Um, there
3: was it, also a, a brief but power power man iron or yeah. Luke Cage in the second season had an allusion to like, I'm not wearing that disco suit. Well, yeah. he had the
2: disco suit in the uh, in the first season when he escapes. He had it on. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, he even had the, uh, the metal tiara and bracelets that he had when it first came oh off my it was god, part of the experiment suit. So I thought that was a really cool nod. Uh-huh. Did you guys see and the? I've been watching Cage. I've
1: been playing it off for too long. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's really, really good.
2: good. Yeah.
0: Oh, so well, I'm guys... sure
1: it's great. It's just I, I'm a little gun shy after watching Jessica Jones, no. which was also great, but traumatic as fuck. No,
0: for yeah. it's a di- it's a different beast. It's very good. Uh, did you guys see? The, did you guys see the recent season of Luke Cage? I did. So you see Danny and that one was a lot... That melded very well. It was a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get more of that than we're going to get um, in season two. I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm, I'm a little gun-shy. If I hear the word Meacham, I'm going to run. Um, And Colleen Wing just needs to have her own damn show already with Misty Knight, Daughters oh of the God, Dragon, yes. and we can just, like, chill. That
1: was my main problem with Iron Fist. Arguably, it wasn't Misty that... Ne-
2: yeah, arguably Misty Knight best character Luke Cage season two. Like, and by that I mean it's hard to argue that that's not the truth.
3: Like, she a the cheap God. bastards and take us to Kumba. That's what's up. Like, we need to go to the mystical city that we're always talking about. We need to see the tournament. We need to see the twelve fighters. We need to see Fat Cobra. We need them all. Like, that's what they need to do. They need to just get right into the meat of where Iron Fist gets fucking amazing.
2: We can't remember they supposedly blew it up at the end of season one. Fla- flashbacks, right. flashbacks, man. That's true. I would like to see them take it to Madripoor. Let's see some like illegal underground chain fights with like guest cameos of other big Marvel villains and stuff. Yeah, but that would mean that they'd have to be able to reference them in some way because you know, Infinity Wars. Nothing. Don't worry about that. That's not gonna have any impact. (laughs) Well, they call the first Avengers movie the Incident, and that gets referenced across. They do. No,
0: we've talked about this. Here's the thing. So the other. So the MCU is referenced in other shows. The movies. Yeah. But the movies do not reference anything outside the movies. So it, no, they don't reference anything in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They don't reference anything in Inhumans, thank God. Uh, they don't reference anything in any of the Netflix shows. They don't even say... They, they have Spider-Man running around New York. They don't, even, they don't even go, Oh, yeah, maybe they have the Hero of Harlem. That's it, fair. It, it bugs the hell out of me. Spider-Man's in Queens, though. I, sorry, I live in New York. It's not that far away. I mean, sure, that's fair. Just saying. That's a... That's say, it, but say the, the distance between, like, Hell's Kitchen and Queens... Mm-hmm. That's a... That's a subway... That's a subway ride. Or, I mean, I guess it's, it's Long Island Railroad, because you have... Or, kind of, going that way, anyway. You're going that direction, East. But... That's fair. It, but, say, the, the distance between where they are and like, some of the scenes,
2: they might as well just be going through. It's, like, it's like next door, almost. Well, especially some of the chase sequences. It seems like they're just going for, like, blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. Um, to be fair, there, there a, are a lot of blocks. Yeah, that was especially the case for Jessica Jones. When it's like They go around the abandoned building and then or beside the other super busy street and then down two more streets and then down two alleys and up another one and through that warehouse. And it's like, okay, so we're officially out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's it. Let's see, now we're at Columbia University and now we're probably over by, like, Central Park and maybe, <laughs> like,
1: Oh, oh no. crap,
2: we ended up in Joesy.
0: <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs>
1: Apparently Shadowrun, Run, like on a relayed note, uh Shadow Run had a similar issue with uh the Seattle map, like it just it it, it wasn't even a little bit. <laughs>
2: Um, I've seen a lot of, like, random clippings from some... Well, I've got a couple... I mean, a lot of my friends are into Marvel, but I've got a couple of New Yorker friends who are big into Marvel. And one of them especially, he goes a little bit crazy because he takes, like, snapshots of it and is like, look, they turn from this block to this block, and they are miles apart. And <laughs> literally the only person I know who cares that much Actually, about cinematography... Actually, weirdly enough,
0: I was watching Jessica Jones in season two, mm-hmm. and I was walking on the street and went, holy shit, this is where it happened. Cool. Because I, I, I noticed I, there's a weird intersection. It's like a triangle, and then there's this big billboard across the street with this building. And I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly where that happened. Like, I couldn't have told you it, except I worked, like, five minutes from there. And I'm that's like, wicked. oh, that's so cool. And then, buddy, that's totally not anywhere near where she is, but that's okay. Um, let's see. Um, Doctor Who, they give us a release date, finally. So excited. Uh, October 7th. Um, and they moved it to Sunday, which is a new time slot for them. Um, we finally saw the Daredevil Season 3 trailer. Um, they're running an interesting plot. I forget what it's called, but it's the one where uh, Matt gets... Uh... Oh, I was just going to say it's the one where he disappears briefly. All right, you're good, Mike.
2: I wonder if they're going to do the thing where like they have other people being Daredevil. or No, no. Do the other <laughs> things? Stop, Mike does not like spoilers for this stuff. This isn't spoilers. This is like ten years ago in the comics.
0: Still, he doesn't know. That's all he wants. Uh, all right, Mike. Um, no spoilers on it. But last season, the Voltron was fucking legit.
3: I need to catch up with the Voltron,
0: dude. It. I, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a slog. I don't really want to. Wanna... Nope. They they turned a the corner. Did something completely new. Introduced great new characters.
3: It's an t- episode, right?
0: What? Yeah. What
2: did they call it? What do you mean? Like, they, they had a d d episode, but they called it something different.
0: Oh, I don't remember, but it was very funny. Because it was, like, uh it was Altaian D&D. So, like, you can be, like, a thief or a... My favorite line was, something like, you could be a thief, a wizard, or a glignork, or a uh, paladin. And then you're, like, what was that? What was the second last one? A glignork. And it's like, shows this, like, horrifying, like, nightmare creature with, like, 30 tentacles and, like, a bandolier. And you're, like... <laughs>
1: Why a bandolier? I don't know, but it had
0: a bandolier and like knives and like its tentacles, and you're like, okay. I'm like, oh. I kind of want to see that. And had a lot of fun tropes. Like one of them is like, one character keeps dying, and he's like, my twin brother comes to avenge me, mm-hmm. and then That's like he cool. immediately dies. He's like, guess what? From behind his corpse, hello, my friends. I'm ready <laughs> to ki- avenge my brother.
4: Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was a really well-written episode. They had some really heavy shit in the season. The D&D episode was really, uh, was a welcome split up. There, there's a lot of, like, it felt a lot like Robotech, like the beginning of Robotech, a lot of it. Or Macross, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was, it was
2: very well done. Those are both very cool shows. Yep. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty good review. Yeah, There's
3: uh, a thing you need to watch on Netflix, uh, it's like a, a, the documentary just about He-Man. Just the whole He-Man universe, and the creep of He-Man, which is... I don't know. Have you guys watch the Toys That Made Us documentaries?
0: Uh, I still have not It's on my list of things to watch, and I know you keep telling me to watch it.
3: They're really good. Same. Um, and uh, the He Man episode was really interesting because, like, a lot of people fight over who made He Man and like who's really responsible for him. And like, yeah, I'm I'm stoked to watch like the the whole hour and a half. But yeah,
0: I've I've watched uh, a few YouTube videos on his background and stuff, which is uh, interesting. So I'll be interested to see where they go with that. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have here, th- these are almost all like. Um, Netflix stuff, but hey, man, Netflix is killing it. Uh, Castlevania season two, October twenty sixth. All right, cool. Yeah. Time to watch season one. Season uh, one is legit. What
1: we're gonna get four episodes.
0: Here, <laughs> I know, right? I think it's actually six or something.
1: Ooh.
0: But they're long; they're like an hour each. So, oh
1: wow.
0: Uh, basically, like season one was like two or three <laughs> hours of really cool animations. They're like, I guess we have to split up an episode, so... Um, oh, there's
1: apparently a Tumblr that I need to track down that specifically takes clips, like stills from yes, Castlevania, yes. and pairs them with what we do in the shadow quotes. <laughs> and I... I, I, I,
0: I shared that today. That is beautiful.
2: Uh, I'm doing my dark bidding. <laughs> what are you bidding on? Oh, a table.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That show, that movie is pretty hilarious. Um, Alright, so uh, anyone else got any other media interest? Oh,
0: we also finally saw uh, What's her name? Carol Danvers uh, Captain Marvel The stills from that
3: Yeah, I saw the scroll stills They look pretty
0: good got Skrull, they got Running the Accuser back uh, What the fuck's no, is? name? No, they're not doing Tartarian They're just
3: they just
2: fucking yep. scrolls. We like got them back It's gotta be a flashback then, obviously It is, it is okay, um, It's cool.
0: taking place in the early 90s So like before every other movie and they're kind of they're doing some kind of um, interesting like plot and stuff. Like, they're putting Phil Coulson back in for an episode. They've seen little Jackson in there. Um, I, thought,
2: I thought his contract was up. I'm surprised.
0: Uh, there's a there's a picture of him. Hmm. Uh, we get what's his name? The dude, the uh, uh, the Pursuer, whatever the hell his name was. Uh, for you guys who don't know deep comic lore, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he's the guy who Star Wars says, "I'm Star And He goes, "Who?" That that that's that's. The
2: Pursuer. Um,
1: yeah. He's part in of the comics,
2: he's actually a super relevant like minor villain, like yeah. super relevant.
1: Whoops.
2: But yeah, anyway, he's getting to be in the movie on, on
0: uh, Carol Danvers' kill team kind of, which is kind of cool, kind of like spec op stuff. I don't know, it's me to kind of fun. I like the setup they're doing. Um, I really, they, they have the potential to really do some ham-handed stuff, though. Like, um, imagine if they go ahead and they're like, all the people who died, or whatever, were actually scrolls. Or some other BS like that or this key character is always a scroll! Like that geez, don't I feel do like that.
3: they did that twice in the comic continuity. not just like once. Oh I know, yeah,
2: they're... they did, they super did. There was the 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 Skrull Kill crew, and that was back in the nineties, and then there was the Secret Invasion, which was uh, <laughs> what, in was a, it was a big thing. Yeah, very big thing. Um uh, But yeah, all of that I really hope they I really hope
0: they handle with a little bit more tact than they could. Um because they could definitely fuck it up pretty good. Um oh, yeah. and the prequel thing, I really, really, really hope that it's not
2: just like two hours of like callbacks. Um I and think like I'm just it. But my money is on it being exactly that, because we know that uh RDJ and Chris Evans, like their contracts are up as well, and we expect Cap to be handing down the shields, either to Falcon or Bucky. I want to see Falcon. I think America could use a black Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um but I expect it unfortunately to go to Bucky. Um mm-hmm. Why not both? Um, but it could be both. They were both Captain America for a little yeah. while in uh, Marvel now, and that, that worked out just fine. Yeah. Nobody was upset about that. Um, but what I expect them to be doing is setting up her to basically lead the Avengers post- Infinity, uh, Infinity, uh, Infinity War Part Two, oh, which shit. basically means this is going to be like another take on Captain America the first Avenger, where it's yeah. going to have absolutely zero tie-in to current plot, maybe the last, like, ten minutes, and the rest will just be like, here's this big origin story as to why Carol makes such a great leader. Which is fine. Like, I, I would like to see
0: leader, that. By I, right. I I want
2: to see your movie rather than the tie-in movie I think we're gonna get. Oof. We'll see. We'll
3: see. Um, I wonder if they're gonna start going after the young Avengers stuff. I would like to see it. I'd like to, I would get the scrolls. That would that would let them have Black like Captain America. Yep. yep. And like who else is in there? In the uh, other. Uh, uh, yeah, Wiccan, Hulk uh, like, wingling uh, well, the Hulk I, Kid is actually a scroll kid. Yeah, right. he's super scrolling. And now, uh,
2: and... The whole arc could be about Iron Lad actually being Kang the Conqueror. That'd be pretty Iron good. That's
3: right? Yeah, that's, that's right. We have to introduce
2: yeah, him though first, I think. I mean, that's fine. If they're going to introduce the rest of the Young Avengers, they can introduce one who turns out to be a bad guy. You know what? You know what really pisses me off? They relegated fucking misf or how was it uh, Runaways to that TV
0: show. That's not bad, but I'm it's never it. going to connect with anything. I know it. I hate it.
2: Yeah. It's Another like my favorite a comic, great but arc. yeah, it was so good, it's so good. But
0: and the, the problems
2: weren't heavy-handed either. Nope. And I just, and the thing was like, it had very
0: progressive themes and some really interesting designs, a really unique setup. And then they're like, well, we'll put, we'll give it, we'll put it on Hulu. It'll be great. I mean, it was, it wasn't bad. Um, they spent the whole season though focusing half on the parents, which was less interesting. Um, a nice like, dynamic.
2: Yeah, considering that like gets dealt with in like two issues in the comic, that's really disappointing.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. But the problem is, they're, we're never going to get that that, uh, that, <laughs> that scene with uh, Molly, who is, like, crazy strong, like,
2: jacked uh, mutant, gut-punching Punisher because he looks like a bad guy. Yep, or the one where she knocks Wolverine flying, like, three blocks yep. because they come to recruit her to the academy after the decimation. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, no! <laughs> Wolverine goes flying.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just sort of Wolverine's lot in life. Like, that's true. <laughs> well, that's he's, another... he's the tough guy who's only tough to show that other people are tough when they like punch him.
0: Oh, so mm-hmm. like the wharf effect?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: No, exactly. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm sure next time we have a show, we'll talk about Iron Fist season two because I'm gonna marathon that stuff this weekend. I'm sure. Um, yeah, no sleep, whatever. I don't need that. No. I'm put. I'm putting my obsession with him, with uh, Ultimate Beastmaster, on hold. I'm really sad I don't have Terry Crews. But anyway. Um, let's see, current Kickstarters. Mike, I hear there's a Kickstarter you want to talk about or something. Really? Is there a Kickstarter you've been working I, on or I'm something?
1: I'm sure I have heard nothing about it. No
3: no Kickstarters. It's weird. Sven is working on it. So <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know something about it. Uh, yes, there's a uh, Eastern Fantasy Adventure. We leave
1: somehow.
3: For D&D 5e and Shadow of the Demon Lord. This is one of them. It's 338 pages. And as you can see, It's done uh i want to convert this shadow of the demon lord and i have about this much of it the big part converted already and like in in layout and stuff and then uh i want to make another book called imperial matchmaker it's like a big uh sort of like urban source book slash mega adventure because it all happens in san Boshi, the imperial capital you find out all about it on kickstarter and uh get some free whether you are getting stuff for d 5 e or shadow of the demon lord and, uh, yeah, okay, did we break 2000 yet? We're like right on the cusp of it. We started the show today. Cusp, there's a fun word. Mm hmm. No, um, we're moist. still at 1942 which is only uh, $998 from the goal, and we launched uh, two days ago.
2: so That's really good.
3: Mike, do you think you're going to make it? I am very confident we're going to make it. And <laughs> Cut it close,
2: Razor's Edge.
3: Probably approach five grand, maybe. We'll see. It's hard to say how far we're going to get ahead of it. We'll, but we'll definitely get some stress goals unlocked, And I have some cool stuff uh, for stress
0: goals. Uh, I, I am without Kickstarter today. Um, I really feel weird that, like, we took a break from, like, actual Cinder show. As soon as I ran my Kickstarter, I'm like, no! <laughs> it once. Uh, I mentioned it was coming up, but not when it was on.
3: I know the Kickstarter you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're no, not that we talk, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the
0: show man. no we talked about it but not during the Kickstarter all
3: right
0: yeah um just bad timing we, we did I think we did a uh, riff show during it <clears throat> but anyways who has the uh, that other link there
1: uh, that one's mine so it is an anthology of uh, Weird that's Fiction me. Stories by Women Writers, and the um, it's done by Boudicca Press, which, I mean, I, that's enough to get my money, to be honest. Um, I mean, a name
2: like
1: Boudica. Exactly. So, yeah, no, fiction compilation uh, based in the U.K., Lady Writers, all good things. That's,
0: cool. that's very cool. All yeah. right, we got about uh, ten minutes
2: or so here. Um, Jesse, what do you want to talk about? Uh, full disclosure, like as much as I want to be like, let's talk about like you know game design and building stuff like that. My mind is now like stuck in Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> as long as we're not talking about college football, If someone has to about that. We <laughs> we'll keep. See much, it. I keep harping oh, on that, but spot.
0: it's still, but it's still like I have no idea what to do <laughs> with that information.
3: And, and right now, I'm so jealous. What? <laughs> He's in Japan right
2: now. Oh, yeah, I've been watching his pictures. That's, that's great. Who was in Japan? Uh,
1: Jason Nelson, the guy who
2: uh, had us talk about college football
1: for 10 minutes. It was actually kind of fun. <laughs> it was only oh, is... like five minutes, and it wasn't that terrible.
0: But... No, it wasn't. We just give him shit. So, hey, one minute. Good. Good. Grandma, I'm on air! Ah. Alright. Sorry about that. Um, so.
2: You were saying about Marvel Cinematic Universe. So what are you looking forward to most coming out here? Well, I i mean, everybody knows about the bio, right? Like, Fox Studios yep. finally gave up the rights to the X-Men. And uh, there, are, there are only so many uh, big X-Men Avenger crossover titles that they can really lean into as far as it, like ad- adapting to the big screen, right? <laughs> so we're not doing AVX, right? Well, that's kind of what I think is going to end up happening. Really, I think what they're going to end up, well, because we've already got Scarlet Witch, who we okay. know is like the most powerful, whatever uh, they call her, an experiment in the in the current MCU, right?
0: But We know she's uh, like inhuman,
2: powerful. Uh, well,
3: she's not. An inhuman. Well, you're right. Like, she's not even inhuman because she doesn't have a um, thing. Yeah, and you know what? All that legal, fucking fugitive shit is still in effect. As of uh, right. Ant Man and uh, the Wasp. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So-
2: Insofar as stuff that Scarlet Witch has done, we've got House of M and like the complete like breakdown slash reality of that one time she had like that uh, mental breakdown and like killed uh, Jack of Hearts and a bunch of other people, killed Vision and so on and so on. So what I kind of expect them to do is regardless of how Infinity War goes, um, Scarlet Witch is going to have one of her signature, you know, mental breakdowns. And then write the mutants into existence, and that's just gonna how that's that's just gonna how they're gonna deal with it. Like, oh, what do you mean the mutants have always been there? They've they've never not clearly. We just all remember them being there forever now. Here, here's the thing that I, I'll, I'll say is probably problematic. One thing Marvel said they want to do is they want to keep movies accessible,
0: and if you mm-hmm. suddenly have to know about the reality warping, other continuity they shoved together into the th- it, might get a little hairy.
3: Oh, no, I see, mean, what I was thinking is they are just going to take the part where Scarlet Witch uh, does all the removals of House of Them, and then just, just piggyback that motherfucker, right on the Infinity War Thanos stuff. That makes perfect sense to me. Like, they've wow. already taken the big part of it where they removed half of the cast. Mm-hmm. So... You know who
0: I'm actually really excited to see more than the X-Men? James McAvoy. James McAvoy, clearly. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey, you know what though? We have James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart, both of who are in Doom. Um, Patrick Stewart was Gurney Halleck, who does not look at all like Patrick Stewart. He's described as an ugly lump of a man with a s- ink fine scar going down his cheek. But anyway, okay. um, I'm really excited to see the Fantastic Four because Reed Richard and, and and you know the first family of Marvel
3: are a big deal. And the he's a... just not fuck up Doom once. Oh my just God, just Doom, Doom is the only time. character I care about, honestly. Just, just but like. Time. That's it. Just leave him alone. Don't change anything from the canon. Just
0: bring him on. He's ready. He's perfect. Someone <laughs> in the background is being like, Doom does what Doom wants, and just let him like he- eat, like chew all the scenery. That's all I want is Doom chewing the scenery in a big metal mask, and like everyone just being like. <laughs> I just cu- like
2: the first half of Doom from the most recent terrible Fantastic Four movie, and then cut to like. Uh, the version of the guy who was on Charms played him, and then like just just mash those two together, and you've got one like half decent portrayal. Let's say I, I think they really have to go like like
0: all in with Doom if they're if and when they do them. Um, and
1: you can't go halfway.
2: No, you can. You, ha-
0: you like have
1: to, to the be Doom.
2: Yeah, he's not
3: Doctor Dangerous. Like no, he's he work. He goes to college with Reed. Reed fucks with his experiment when he's like unknowing to read, trying to like get contact with Satan in Hell to save his mother, and then he gets horribly disfigured, becomes the king of Laveria, Where's the fucking metal armor? Don't change it. Just don't change it, and just there's Doom. He's a good enough character. Has a, like that's that's what it is. That's his story now. Like, that's amazing. Well, so
0: Marvel. the thing, so real quick, the thing I was saying with the Fantastic Four is there's so much plot that revolves around Reed Richards mm-hmm. that. I won't say Reed Richard is, like... Reed Richards is a really good plot magnet. He's, like, I don't actually like him as a character. I'd say I don't like him as a character that much, but he fucks and unfucks a lot of things. Mm -hmm. They kind of gave that role to Tony Stark. I mean, Tony Stark is still that in the comics to a degree, but that part of him is very much like a Reed Richards thing. Like, oh, yeah, and then I fucked with the multiverse and sent, you know, probes into other universes and pissed off all those universes.
3: Did you guys see the Illuminati thing?
0: No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the little, the little uh, like, yeah, the uh, phone app. Yeah, yeah.
3: Had Tony had, I think.
0: Yeah, but they have to do Submariner for that too, and I don't know.
3: I thought they bad. were in talks to do a Submariner movie. We've yeah, but got, I haven't
2: seen it happen yet. We've already got Atlantis highlighted on maps in the Marvel universe yep. all over the place. Yep. Like, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I think you're totally right by saying that they that Reed is that plot magnet person, and they did totally give that to Tony. But the thing is, is the reason that they work so well together in the comics. Is Because they're very much a foil to each other Mm -hmm. whereas Tony is able to convince Reed to do these ridiculous things and then Reed is able to Rationalize Tony's decisions, so they kind of like push forward as this big think tank And they just assume that it's the right thing because of their (laughs) intellect Mm -hmm. They bounced it back and forth on each other and that's what usually makes their side of things So believable so real like like the Civil War I wouldn't say just that Tony weren't on the same side of things if they had been on opposite sides Tony Seiber dissolved the minute he started to doubt it and d- couldn't rationalize it anymore. Um, the Illuminati, same thing. Uh, especially the same thing with the Illuminati, actually. Yeah,
3: the Illuminati, yeah.
2: I think it's very
0: interesting to see how. Um, so, Kevin Fiega said, We want to integrate a lot of the non movie stuff into it. Mm-hmm. And he said, That won't be happening right now. This was like a few years back. He said, This won't be happening right now. Because um, they had like a pissing contest Between the guy who owned Or who was running Between Kevin Feige who was running the movies The guy who was running the Netflix stuff Which is the web streaming stuff And the sure. guy who's running the, the Marvel TV stuff They had mm-hmm. this big pissing match Between all of them And they um, So they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't Like they really didn't want to cross over at all And they make a really good point um, A TV show does not take as long as a movie to make No um, And you can kind of pivot a lot easier um, so, while they're telling, like, 50 different stories, the movies have told one. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for them to be like, wait, let's connect these things for, like, 10 seconds. Because the, the things are like, well, that's two seasons ago for us. You know, like, um, but I think they can do that better with the, with, um, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know not everyone likes it, I love it. Um, because they, they basically are like, oh yeah, we're waiting till after Infinity Wars Part 2, or something like that, for the next season of, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which Which mean, I, I think it's fine. I, I'm okay with it. I like that they're like they get to be like a reaction to everything. I just wish that they were acknowledged in some way. Like there's this whole thing where they're like, we need someone to su- we need a governmental task force to suppress um, superhero powered individuals. And I'm like, they have like a half season plot called the ATCU in Agents of Shield.
2: That's literally what they are. I think they might be setting up for Jack Rain. That'd be cool. It would be very cool. Um, but I, you're totally right that it's easier for Avengers or sorry Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to have three episodes going into Winter Soldier and then like two episodes of Fallout from it. And then you can just be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'll watch these and then go watch the movie. But you I can't expect did. people in the theater to be like, oh, wait, who's this guy? It's uh, Ghost Rider from which episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, okay, <laughs> so I'll go back and watch those seasons. Like, See,
3: yeah, I feel like, though,
0: if they had a background agent, it wouldn't kill them to make it fit. Yeah. Like, even if it was just a background... Like, I don't even care. That's what I want at this point. Fitz made it
2: into being a background character in the comics. It could totally happen in the movies. <laughs> yeah, and they gave uh, Coulson his own character in there. Yep. guy, right? Fitz, yeah, he's the uh, the British guy who goes a little crazy with his gadgets and whatnot. Sometimes, in some seasons, way more than
0: others. Like, when he got combined with a Hydra version of himself, that, that worked out great. Yeah,
2: that, that's hard on the best of us, though, let's be yep. honest.
0: I know when I had my combination with a Hydra
2: agent, Scott. It was it was very rough. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> so, DJ.
0: so um, I think that wraps up. I think Savannah's glassing over from all the Marvel talk a little bit. A little uh, bit. So, um, Jesse, thanks for joining us. Um, any last uh, words, guys?
1: Uh, That is my what, last. Word.
0: What was it, Savannah? Plethora. It's That's a good mind. word. Mine would
2: be.
1: It means a lot.
2: key word.
1: Anamarpia.
2: Yeah. All right.
4: <laughs>
2: Great DC Comics villain. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Oh my. Fantastic. God. All right. All right. Before we go back onto that. <laughs> all right, I'm guys. Worried, worried. Have a nice night. All right.